This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. Dr. David Bishop of Agile Works gives us a pairing of Agile, Innovation, and Embedded Systems. My name's uh, David Bishop. I'm a technologist, an entrepreneur, and consultant, and teacher, and instructor, and inventor. I've been in the technology business for over 25 years. I'm an engineer by trade. I also have an MBA and a PhD in business, uh, uh, focusing quite a bit on Agile. Uh, did my dissertation in Agile, uh, so to speak. For the past 10 years, I've developed a new process, a new framework for Agile and embedded systems development. It's called Metagility. It's uh, There have been a number of uh, research papers, as well as articles and a book published on Metagility. There is a book called Metagility that you can buy anywhere books are sold. And uh, also, uh, it's a patented process. It was recently patented just last month. It's the only framework that's ever been patented, which I'm pretty excited about. What drew you into IT? I uh, started programming when I was uh, about 13 years old on a Commodore Big 20. Nice. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was probably, gosh, 1983, something like that. I'm really dating myself now. But, um, yeah, so uh, that uh, started my passion with computers. And uh, not long after that, I decided I wanted to be a computer engineer. Went on to college, uh, to engineering school, and got a degree in computer engineering, and then 25 some odd years later, here I am. Yeah, I also started with a VIC-20 uh, as well. Uh, I remember the, <laughs> the memory expansion unit, so I get like four or five more K to uh, load bigger games or something. Yeah, I think I've got, I still have mine, by the way. I don't know if you have yours. I still have mine. It's got the 8K expansion card. It's, it's got the tape, drive, tape cassette drive. Right. And maybe a couple of cartridge games or something like that. And uh, the uh, Actually, I still have some stuff on cassettes. And they still work. Not a few years ago, I loaded one up, and it actually worked. Uh, you know, all the you know the tapes worked just fine, and the computer worked fine. And I'm just holding on to it to see if it might, uh, I don't know, be a nice museum piece one day. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I still have my. I definitely have my Commodore 64, which is the follow-on. Uh, do I have my VIC-20? Right. Probably, but I'm not sure. I can't remember. What was the first time you encountered something that seemed agile? Uh, I think uh, probably um, sometime in the late 90s or so, RAD, Rapid Application Development Techniques, started coming to the fore. And then sometime in the early 2000s, started hearing a lot more about RUP, Rational Unified Process. So the RAD and then the RUP, uh, those types of development techniques are the you know, first uh, taste of agile that I had you know, around that time. What was it? Did was there something that attracted you to it? Was there a characteristic you saw that made you seem like this is a better way to go? Yeah, we needed to uh, uh, develop applications really quickly, and we had a small development team, and we had uh, uh, customers with a lot of undefined requirements, customers that really weren't sure what they wanted and how they wanted it, and so this technique of you know iterative development uh, was really you know well suited to you know getting quick and dirty applications out the door fast that met the customer's requirements what do you think the impetus was if you take yourself back in that time maybe people felt like it could be delivered quickly or maybe people felt like they could get feedback faster feedback faster the client just really didn't know what they wanted and uh, uh, the, the ability to get that iterative feedback to say, hey, you know, let's try this. Is this, is this what you want? Uh, let's refine it. 
uh, to get that continuous customer client feedback, I think was the main reason. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I once uh, was on a project, I was in a waterfall shop, and uh, that's where we where I started, and uh, there was this situation where we were working with another team, and they would like, uh, the team was small, but we didn't know how small, and uh, the weird thing is that we'd have phone calls with them, and we'd say, hey, we, we like this part, but we'd like it to do this other thing, and they would frequently say, yeah, we can, you know, in about two weeks, you can try that out. And I thought, wow, that's different, and at that time and moment, I didn't know much about agile all i knew is what these guys were doing was really different because they would hear from us something and then within about two weeks or certainly within a month they would say okay here's the next release go ahead and try it out we'd like what what is this this they didn't like ask us for requirements they didn't wait, tell us to wait you know for their uh next delivery train to arrive which is generally yearly or maybe six months so it was really really quite phenomenal from the outside uh, not at that time, not knowing anything about how they were doing it, but that they were doing that. Now, what drew you into Agile Consulting? What drew me into it? Well, I'd say a little over a decade ago, uh, I was working uh, with a company that was trying to uh, adopt Agile, like many companies were around that time, and, and of course still are. Um, and uh, this particular organization was in the uh, business of developing embedded systems. And so they had a really hard time of adapting and adopting Agile to an embedded systems context. Uh, and uh, just to explain what that is real quick, embedded systems are systems where you have firmware, software, and hardware developed by different teams, but has to be released as one cohesive product, like IoT, smart meters, the center stack in your automobile, your cell phone. And the cool thing about that is that's where all the real innovation is happening today. You know, it's not just about software anymore. It's about devices. And that's where so much of your innovation is coming into play today. And companies developing those kinds of products are having the, the hardest time uh, adopting Agile to their situation. And this company I worked for tried several times, had a, some, a, a couple of failures, and then uh, had some success, but sort of uh, lackluster success. And so I set about thinking, trying to solve that problem. And so that embarked, I embarked on a uh, I guess you could say a 10-year saga of uh, addressing that issue. So the, I, I think uh, I want to help my audience understand how, how somebody gets an Agile consultant consulting because nowadays people think, oh, my goal is to become an Agile consultant. And then this is sort of their goal as whatever the position they're at. And uh, that was that's really weird to me. And I don't know if that's weird to you because I, I'm, a, I'm guessing that you grew into it in some way that was emergent. And that wasn't your yeah. goal. You say, hey, I want to be an Agile consultant. Hey, you said, hey, I want to solve a problem, and the problem was, um, sorry, maybe you can reframe that again. Adopting Agile to embedded systems. By that point, you were already had this idea or framework in your head about Agile? Not, not, uh, not so much. Back at that time, that was a little over a decade ago, I mean, I knew what it was, and uh, I had worked with it at a previous company, but didn't have a whole lot of expertise in it, per se. Mostly what I was doing at that time was systems architecture, systems engineering. I was a, a bit of developer and, and uh, infrastructure architect for many years and then moved into systems architecture and, and, and enterprise architecture and integration and management. So that's mostly what my job entailed at the time. But Agile became a, a growing uh, and, and more important component of uh, trying to do the job over time. So at that point in time, you were a, I think you said systems architect, and uh, there was something that was happening with your projects that you didn't, uh, you know, that wasn't very positive, and uh, you wanted to change it. 
so at that point, you're not like coming at it from a perspective as I'm an agile consultant. I'm going to help you do agile. You were trying to solve right. a problem that you were seeing, and you saw agile as a vehicle to to get there. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, our our company was uh, uh, was a relatively uh, new company in the smart metering space, and and the smart energy smart metering space was uh, uh, really starting to grow at that time. And it was very competitive. And all these companies were popping up, competing with each other, and they were looking for ways to try and get that early critical market share before the competition. And Agile was considered to be a key way to do it. But they were all struggling as to how. You're really coming from this, from the embedded controller or IoT space. Is that generally the area you work in? Mostly, yes. Uh, still do a lot of work and just plain old software, but uh, uh, I would say the device area is, uh, is a special expertise of mine. I'm wondering now, because I've seen the IoT space kind of be the new hotness in many ways, uh, I wonder if the IoT space is uh, more, how do I say, more like the Wild West because I don't think people really know what they want, but they just know they want something related to IoT. Is that your perspective or is that just crazy talk? <laughs> you mean like from a product perspective? Be right, uh, because because when people want a website, they generally have a, they might not know how the UI should work, but they generally say, oh, this will help my, uh, my, my, my people become more operationally effective or this will help my customers get to something that right now I have to handle on the back end with people. Uh, so, so there's generally some some point of, of of something that they're dissatisfied with and they want to do it. Where I'm just sharing some of my experiences when I've been with, in some companies, they go, "Well, we want to do something with IoT. We don't know what that is, but we're gonna we're gonna try and see what sticks." Yeah, I would say I've seen quite a bit of that. There's been uh, I've been in some organizations where they created some devices that uh, kind of like, okay, that's interesting, but you know, what's the real purpose of it? And it never really quite took off. And then, of course, I've seen others that really took off. So definitely there's a lot of experimentation out there in the IoT field. And that makes me think that maybe Agile is a better vehicle because once you start having, uh, how do you say, unclear requirements or, or people don't know exactly what, they're not very clear on what they want. That's where Agile is more in the sweet spot where I don't know if you agree with me, but if you knew exactly what you wanted, you could write it down so somebody could build it for you. You could pretty much use any process, Agile or Waterfall, because uh, you could spec it out so well. Right. Yeah, that's true. I think so. I think you're right about that. Unfortunately, most things that people think they can spec out well isn't true, necessarily true because they get in the details. Oh, yeah. Problems start coming up. They know exactly what they want, but once we get, in, they get into the details, it becomes evident that they haven't quite completely thought it through. Agile Grande teaches you systems thinking through dramatic storytelling, such as... Carter takes a job to improve a logistics company's adaptability, but efforts to scale agile practices are being blocked by Mr. Chernesky, a vice president who's organized the company into siloed pigeonholes in order to secretly make millions with a dark web shipping service. Carter's life is in danger. He goes underground and a spy agency hunts for him. When Carter uses systems thinking, systems modeling, and organizational change to save his company and his life, you get to learn how to apply that to your organization as well. Get your free copy of Agile Grande at leanpub.com.
Dr. Bishop has some meta-agility courses coming up. I teach a number of courses about meta-agility and some of the concepts that we talked about, how to transition from a waterfall BA to an agile product owner and, and agile metrics and and also obtaining organizational and, and executive buy-in on agile transformation. So I have a number of classes on those topics. You can go to uh, agile-works.wrx.com Look in our training section and, and read about all of our current course offerings. We're also currently uh, setting up uh, uh, sessions all over the U.S. to offer offer the Metagility course in various cities. Go to uh, metagility.technology, and there's a landing page there that to give you our current schedule. We've got sessions planned for Atlanta, Boston, and Denver this year, and we're going to be adding several more dates in the summer and in the fall. So that's not going to be all. Those are the ones that are scheduled so far. So if the year is 2020, when you're listening to this, on May 28th and 29th, MetaAgility will be in Denver. Each month later, there'll be another MetaAgility conference in Atlanta, Austin, Washington, D.C., Salt Lake City, Boston, Raleigh, and Tampa. Go to metaagility.technology for the updated calendar. Open up your smartphone and tap on the link in the show notes. Next episode, we hear more from David Bishop. A lot of times roles and jobs change. And one of those that often changes is the role of the business analyst, the person who's responsible for gathering requirements. Although I don't like the term gathering requirements, I think requirements are developed just like code. 